Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. You can like, you can just like tap your credit card on your screen. Tap it. I have no idea. I know this is like four years old already, guys. But I'm just a But I do well with some good weed. Auto OG. For the bestie, oh my gosh, we need to go have some beer today. Cinco de Mayo. And there's a picture my friend, my friend on Facebook posted this morning. This is a lady I used to work with at ASCB. So this is, she's obsessed with the humor. She said, I waited all year to post this. There's a picture of the sink with a jar of mayo in it. She said, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I love Wednesday and, and happy birthday. You know what it is. All right. Uh, we say Wednesday, everybody. A show all about cannabis, marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it. Um, and is that Reggae Ryan out there? In the world? <laughs> What's up, Grand Island? What's going on, people? It's like midnight over there already. Um, yeah, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. So thanks for tuning in. If you want to call in, it's 646-915-8421. And then press pound one or hashtag one for you newbies out there on the planet. You guys are so hashtag one. I don't know. It's all crazy. Um, all right. So we're good? We're live? We're actually rolling. Okay. It's magic. Cinco de Mayo, what's everybody doing? Um, now, they say that uh, marijuana is supposed to help you drink less alcohol, but I don't think that's going to matter today. That's the way it is, especially there are a lot of states that are getting, uh, New York's getting ready to lift bans on on all things, so you're going to get to forget your masks and just get out in the world again. My duct tape. Oh, I was wondering. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of states are getting ready to say, "All right, time to play uh, Disneyland." Who wants to go to Disneyland with us? Disney World. Where did they just open? I think they opened a whole like Jurassic theme park over there. Dinosaurs cruising around. That would be so awesome. They make Disney makes the best stuff. And once again, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. What's going on in New York? Well, first off, let's give some of the Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard, a big man. Come down and get certified. You need to come down. Get online. We'll hook you up with one of our doctors. 
We've got an awesome special going right now, $299. That's right, $299 for a two-year card. And that gets you an evaluation if you don't have medical cards. It gets you a doctor's appointment. And then it gets pays the state fee and pays the processing fee. Woo! Yeah. Also, if you do have records, that's going to be cheaper for you. So it's like $274 or something. So you're going to save like $25 right on that. And... If you're on food stamps, the state gives you a whopping deal of 75 bucks off of that. So you're, you're looking at like 199 if you have no record at all. And then, oh, that's with records, 199 All right. And food stamps, SNAP, Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. All right. Um, so check out tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and I'll put that, ah, I'll put that up. <laughs> I didn't, but if you want to get certified, you can check out our certification section. You can book your appointment right there to click the button that says book appointment. And these are the conditions that qualify you. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers everything. Uh, migraines, irritable bowel syndrome. DDD, RA, all, everything, all sorts of stuff. Severe nausea. Uh, seizures, including epilepsy, but not limited to epilepsy. You can get uh, any kind of seizure. Uh, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's. And we know that runs the gamut all the way to dementia and everything in between. I think there are like 28 different kinds of Alzheimer's. We learned that one day on our show, 28 or 29, which I was surprised to know. I thought Alzheimer's was Alzheimer's, but nope. Uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis, and you're eligible for a medical cannabis card if you're being treated for something and it causes any of those things, the treatment, the medication, whatever it is, you can get your card for that. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Uh, you can email thctucson at gmail.com, uh, and you can just come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. You can fax your records over <clears throat> to 520-306-5147. Have your doctors fax them over. Come on in, sign a release form, and we'll get them faxed up for you. We make it super simple. But if you don't have records, and a lot of people these days, they really don't like to go to the doctor. They just, they don't, which is why all these like urgent cares and places have popped up so that people can just go in, you know, if they've got a problem and they leave, you know, and then that's it. So who all likes Skittles out there? When I was growing up, when I first started smoking weed with all these, that's what we called it, the Skittles for some reason. So I have this mixtape and I, I named it Skittles. And so one day, this is a great story because I'm going to read you a little something about Skittles in a second. Um, so one night we're sitting in my best friend's living room <laughs> and we called her mom do mom. I don't know why. And we're sitting in the living room and we're adding songs to this track. You know, now with a cassette track, you had to get it right on cue and you had to wind it up. And then sometimes you can wind it with your finger and get it right to that spot. And do mom says, Hey, and I look over and she goes, I know why you're making that tape. So Skittles, who loves Skittles? All right, you ready? You're on trouble. <laughs> giant, candy giant, Mars Wrigley sues cannabis brands for copyright infringement. Ooh, that's right. Mars Wrigley has filed multiple lawsuits against cannabis brands accusing them of trademark infringement. Well, they should have a duh thing on here. <laughs> the duh. Global candy giant Mars Wrigley has filed lawsuits against several businesses selling cannabis products in the United States and Canada, claiming the companies have infringed on trademarks of some of its most iconic consumer brands. Mars Wrigley said uh, on Monday that the legal action is intended to stop the illicit cannabis industry's illegal and dangerous use of 
of its world-famous trademarks in the marketing for THC-infused edibles. Quote, Mars Wrigley strongly condemns the use of popular candy brands in the marketing and sale of THC products, which is grossly deceptive and irresponsible, the company wrote in a press release. Quote, the use of Mars Wrigley brands in this manner is unauthorized, inappropriate, and must cease, especially to protect children from mistakenly ingesting these unlawful THC products. Or anybody. It's not, I hate, I'm so tired of, what about babies? You know, no. I'm <laughs> You be all right. <laughs> it's like 75 milligrams. Grandma should have had like 0.7 milligrams. The company noted that THC products sold under the names Medicated Skittles, Hello, Starburst Gummies, and Lifesaver Medicated Gummies were available to consumers in Canada and the United States from e-commerce sites. Mars Wrigley said, the lookalike products, quote, pose a great danger to the public as anyone, children and adults alike, could easily mistake the infringing cannabis-infused products for Wrigley's famous and beloved candies and inadvertently ingest, quote, the THC in them, according to a com- uh, complaint filed Monday in federal court in Riverside, California. I keep, it says Mars Wrigley, but I keep reading, like, Mrs. Wrigley. I'm like, she's still alive? No, Mrs. Wrigley is Mars Wrigley said the infused products sold by the defendants in the case have a nearly identical resemblance to its trademark products. Again, the defendants include the California owners of the website 2020edibles.com, ie420supply.com, and oc420collection.com, reported Bloomberg, noting that emails and phone calls requesting um, comments uh, hold on from the defendants went unanswered. Just look through the window and see who it is. Oh, okay. We got an advertisement here. So give me 30 seconds and we're going to play a commercial here. And here we go. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Well, and there you have it, folks. We had the pool guy show up. Um, he had those big ear things. And so I'm always distracted by those big loophole things that they got in there. Um, it's just, it's so funny because I'm, I'm like, wait, what? Because, you know, the ears are you like three times the size. <laughs> and there's maybe like a little bird sitting in one of them. Down there. <laughs> Mars. All right. Um, so it, Mars said that in a complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois, Mars Wrigley named Turfogs and five Illinois-based companies that purchase, market, and sell cannabis infused Zittles in the, in the state. In the state, they got me all messed up. Skittles with a Z. So is that Zittles? Is that technically not Skittles? <laughs> Quote: Mars Wrigley filed an additional lawsuit in the U.S. against the company selling a marijuana strain in related products under the name Skittles, bearing an extreme likeness to a Mars Wrigley brand. The company said. Mars Wrigley's legal actions in the U.S. and Canada are a testament to its commitment to stop the distribution of these harmful THC products. In the court filing, the company is seeking a permanent injunction on any product sold under the Skittles brand name and wants the company to surrender any goods bearing the mark. Give us all your new products. <laughs> Mars Wrigley is also demanding that... Um, Turpogs. Oh, that's what it is. Turpogs. Rescind a trademark application for the Skittles name, surrender the domain name for the brand, and shut down related social media accounts. Um, Turpogs Skittles marks are uh, substantially identical in sight, sound, meaning, and commercial impression (coughs) to Wrigley Skittles marks. (laughs) The filing states, citing the similar red package for the product as an example. So I wonder... Like, did Mars Wrigley, like, have someone call these guys up and be like, hey, bro, let's, on the DL, man, let's, 
Why don't you not make a package that looks identical to ours? Yeah, at least make the package pink, even blue, purple, black. Make it black. I mean, come on, guys, do something different. They had to have known. I mean, that's just that's just stupid. The company also filed legal action in Canada, seeking. All right, this is just in Canada. Damages of two million dollars per trademark violation for each type of candy sold. All profits from the sales of products bearing the infringing marks and the destruction of any remaining products. Again, who gets the destruction? Popular. All right. Mars Wrigley noted that it is not difficult for illicit cannabis operators to create seemingly familiar products for the unregulated market. Quote. Like other consumer packaged good brands, Mars Wrigley brands are being used without authorization to create fake THC packaging, which is sold empty and then filled with THC-infused candies to mark and sell THC products that look substantially like genuine candies, the company wrote in a statement to reporters, noting that, quote, Mars Wrigley does not manufacture or sell any product containing THC. Oh, but they soon will, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Mars Wrigley said that the unauthorized use of its trademark is confusing to consumers and has the potential to harm the goodwill it has fostered for generations. The company also said that the lookalike products pose a danger to children. At Mars Wrigley, we take great pride in making fun treats that parents can trust giving to their children and <laughs> children can enjoy safely. Oh, I'm sorry. The copious amounts of sugar in your daily diet is not safely. The company spokesperson said in an email to CNBC, we are deeply disturbed to see our trademark brands being used illegally to sell THC-infused products, and even more so to hear of children ingesting these products and becoming ill. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. But, guys, don't be dumb. You know, I've got a product that looks exactly like you. Um, now, don't. Yeah, seriously, don't, don't be so stupid. Um, oh boy. All right. So 25% of Americans now consume cannabis and that's up 56% since 2018. All right. Let's see what we got going on here. What's going on in the kitchen? Um, all right. Presto Labs, a vertically integrated multi-state cannabis operator released the results of a survey showing one in four Americans currently consume cannabis. There it is. There you have it. One in four now. And those are the ones that are telling you they do, because you know the other ones do. We all know they do. Um, <clears throat> and reporting they have tried some form of cannabis within the last 12 months. That's a significant increase since 2018 when just 16% of U.S. adults reported current consumption, uh, representing a 56% increase in just two years. What's more? of current cannabis consumers say they tried cannabis for the first time over the past year, suggesting the COVID-19 pandemic combined with expanded state legalization has rapidly accelerated cannabis acceptance and adoption in America. did smoke a lot of weed or did try a lot of cannabis products because their anxiety levels were through the freaking roof. I mean, people were scared. They're still scared. Uh, there's still like major, 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 major deaths happening in the world. Is it India right now where they're losing oxygen? They can't get enough oxygen to people in the country? I mean, it's, it's happening. So I think the anxiety level is probably drove up um, spike in sales. These findings are part of a national study conducted by Global Public Opinion and data company YouGov in partnership with Sunnyside, the national retail dispensary brand of Presto Lab. The study conducted in March of 2021 examined cannabis consumption, attitudes, and purchase behaviors of nearly 5,000 American representatives of the U.S. population. That's not very many. Key findings from the study indicate that cannabis is attracting new consumers from a variety of demographics. 44% of cannabis-consuming parents with children under 18 uh, tried it for the first time in the past year. Yeah, because they were stuck with all their kids. 
marijuana memes that'll add some entertainment to your day. Take a look at AV Medical and Recreational Cannabis Deals and Dispensaries. Oh, okay, let's see. So be weird. You know, call ahead. That's all I got to say. Find out what they're doing because some places don't do recreational. They're like, forget this. This is a madhouse. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's a real madhouse. So, like, I don't think Green Halo does it. Um, maybe they do, but you should really call ahead. So, look, there's a picture of Lucy. Someone's going to get in trouble for that one. Jeez, if that's not a Lucille Ball lookalike, like, totally. Maybe a little Botox. Thanks to Reaper. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Oops, did I say that out loud? Oh, boy. Oh, Bernie is pretending to write good weed shouldn't just be for billionaires. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, these are just silly. <clears throat> I should post, uh, I should post these on, um, no, I shouldn't. They're not even that funny. <laughs> I won't post them Okay. Let's see. Now, new THC capsules and breath strips are now available in Arizona. Let's find out. THC capsules. Well, they haven't those always been available? THC capsules? I'm pretty sure. And breath strips? What year is this article? Oh, it was six days ago. It's just another company making more things with stuff. Arizona-based brand Kindred is making cannabis more accessible and approachable for adult-use cannabis consumers through its curated suite of lifestyle products, they're calling it. Lifestyle product. The woman-owned and formulated cannabis collection features THC-infused capsules and breast strips for consistent and clean dosing. I wanted to create a product uh, for the modern cannabis consumer that could transition from the medicine cabinet to the vitamin shelf, explained Lilac Mazer Power, owner of the Kindred brand and Giving Tree Dispensary in Phoenix. Kindred's innovative cannabis capsules can be easily integrated into a daily health regime with microdose options starting at 5 milligrams um, and can go up to 50 milligrams if you have your medical card. Uh, emulating the look and feel of traditional wellness supplements and soft gel vitamins, Kindred provides a comfortable way to consume cannabis. The capsule line is available in three series, Body, Indica for relaxation, Mind, Sativa for creativity, and relief, a calming THC-CBD uh, ratio of 3 to 1 um, with subtle psychoactive effects. The collection's balanced uh, hybrid breast strips come in 10 milligram doses, stimulating mind and body synergy with mint and cinnamon flavor options for discreet consumption. Yeah, I think you'd have to have something like that to cover this taste of the cannabis if people don't like that. Quote, Kindred is about bringing people together while evolving the image of the cannabis user, stated Power, who received international brand after releasing a stylish lifestyle commercial when they launched. This spring, Kindred will debut a second commercial featuring local Kindred spirits that embody the brand's healthy and active persona. The visual feat also provides a window into health at home highlighting the diverse <clears throat> consumer landscape in a recreational market. The Kindred Collection is available at Giving Tree Dispensary and Dispensary throughout Arizona. And you can go to kindredgrown.com for more information. I don't know anything about it. But like I said, folks, you've got to call ahead and find out what they do and don't have in stock um, because sometimes they will or won't have things. So, on that note, we like these notes. I'm a hunt, looking for a bot shop, 
I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pieces are where it's at Gotta get me some soda, pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. I think there's only like 235 days left until Christmas. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to read a little more Empathy right now because we love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Empathy is a book that's 10 years old, but it's still completely relevant, and I just found it again. And so we're reading it again because it's great. Empathy, food for thought, is an attempt to show at a glance the illogical distinction between what is socially and legally accepted, the why, and what's forbidden. Why not? Scientists and doctors are making wonderful discoveries about how cannabis events, oh, exert its beneficial effects. We need to publicize these findings in an unbiased way to the widest possible audience. We need to stop the obstruction of research and the criminalization of a useful plant. Like cannabis, this information is meant to be shared at www.why-whynot.net. All right, we were at chemical cocktails. We've all had them. Well, no, we haven't all had them. Hopefully we haven't all had them, but a lot of people have had them, and they're not good for you. Chemical cocktails are not a good thing, and that's why people don't even like to go to the doctor anymore because they, they don't want that. They, so, you know, come get certified at some of these cell centers. Lethal chemical cocktails. Now, remember, this information is 10 years old, so you could probably just up everything I'm going to tell you. In the U.S. and Europe, regulators approve drugs whose long-term side effects are unknown. Often these drugs are withdrawn from the market after causing wide-scale harm. Doctors 
<clears throat> up the dosage when patients report their drugs are ineffective and prescribe, quote, cocktails, drug combinations whose effects are untested. Yep. Nearly 32,000 annual deaths in the United States alone are due to adverse effects of prescription drugs. Some 7,600 are due to non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as aspirin. <laughs> yeah. Vioxx killed more Americans than terrorists who flew airplanes into the World Trade Center in 9-11 by a factor of 19, according to an FDA official. Statistics prove <clears throat> prescription drugs are 16,400% more deadly than terrorists. Wow. Well, we're not talking about terrorists here. We're talking about weed. Why not a plant? Therapeutic use of marijuana has a history spanning over 4,500 years. It is currently available by prescription in its whole plant uh, form in the Netherlands, Canada, Spain, Italy, Israel, and uh, how many states now? 27? Come on. We should know these things. We really should. Oh, you should. You should. There are a lot of states now. There are presently, okay, there are, and then there are some, yeah, this is, says that it said 18 states and four, four states were pending, but this was 10 years ago. 35? No, 40? What are we at? 44? 53? Good Lord. 53 states. Folks, you heard it here first. 53 states. I can't wait for the other two to legalize. (laughs) 53 states. Personal use in small quantities has... And that comes from the internet, folks. That is right there off Google. Wikipedia. TM, it's already out there. It's mine now. Uh, personal use in small quantities has been decriminalized in many South American countries, including Argentina, Ecuador, Peru, and Uruguay. In November 2012, the state of Colorado legalized the use of recreational cannabis. Uh, Helping the sick requires that we maintain the availability of medical marijuana. Strong evidence uh, supports its usefulness in treating appetite loss, glaucoma, nausea, vomiting, spasticity, pain, arthritis, dystonia, insomnia, seizures, uh, intestinal bowel disorders, Tourette's syndrome, and many, many more medical conditions. Uh, studies have shown the long-term use of cannabis to be safe in contrast to many other medicinal drugs. The long-term use of cannabis does not harm the stomach, liver, kidneys, and heart. But you don't want to do cannabis cocktails either because you could just end up on the couch. <laughs> uh, Smoke the, <laughs> the whole thing. So yeah, um, I forgot to describe the pictures. <laughs> Notice the tan- the sexual picture of this lady, like you know, taking a pill in the background. The more I've not really looked at all these in a long time, but the chemical cocktail is this evil doctor with this evil grin, pushing like thirty boxes on this poor little unsuspecting grandpa. And then in the why not picture, you've got. Grandpa Goodheart giving other Grandpa Goodheart uh, a nice little marijuana plant. And it looks like it's already got a little bud on it. But one, that must be an auto. Imagine that, guys. That's a long time. So I did the American thing. I went online and I was like, what's the fastest growing plant uh, you could do? You could get from seed and it's like 60 days it's an it's insane 60 to 90 some take 90 but that's that's max all right what else we got the why a black market oh you've got like a guy selling it's all dark and they're standing under a flashing bar sign and uh <clears throat> you've got a grandpa strolling through and he's wanting to get some marijuana but he's on oxygen he's walking through this place and some guy's offering him pills it looks like it came out of his mouth and uh, we got someone offering themselves up. You've got uh, 
someone offering Uzis and guns. Another guy's passed that on the ground. Another guy got a bum over a fire. Why the black market? Drugs produced for the black market do not have to meet any safety or health regulations that are not labeled with respect to content or potency. This can result in unsafe drugs being produced and sold and users experiencing problems from consuming unknown substances. Look at the fentanyl problem we've got right now. Uh, because illegal drugs are marginalized, users are exposed to a deviant environment. The fact that some dealers can offer heroin or crack as well as cannabis could promote a gateway trajectory towards um, these other drugs. The, Nas- the United Nations has reported that the retail market value of the illegal drugs 10 years ago was $321.6 billion. The estimated annual market value of marijuana alone is $142 billion. I wonder what that is now. Maybe we could see, well, I don't know if it's underground. I mean, if everything's legal, I wonder what the underground market did to uh, the sale of cannabis. I wonder if there's still, because there's still a lot of places like, you know, Illinois and places where you can't smoke it. So I'm sure that underground market is still very, very big for smoking because you can only like do capsules or do tinctures. Some some places are only tinctures or only capsules or vapes, um, things like that. But the estimated annual market value alone, yeah, was $142 billion. Cannabis provides 70% of South American drug cartels' annual income. Yeah, I'd like to know these deaths now because that was a lot. I remember there was a um, whole, uh, I think it was like, Time Magazine or something, and they had this whole, I forget what magazine it was, but they had this whole map of how it all works. So in, in the drug market, and it's like coming from wherever country, but they had the people that grew it, they had the people that bought from the growers, they had the people that sold to the other people that were going to take it over the wall, then people that drove the trucks, and then they had the people that were going to distribute it from there, and then you had all those little people that were going to distribute it from there. So everybody got a cut of that. So what that initial pound, what that pound was running was like actually like $4,000 a pound. So in New York, it's a lot. All right, why not a regulated market? And you have little Miss Happy Sally behind the, the, um, Glass display, and she's got a um, she's got a volcano down there, <laughs> and it looks like um, a little water pipe. And um, oh, remember those vaporizers that you used to sit those tabletop vaporizers you used to get oh, back yeah. in the day? Oh my goodness, the little wooden ones. Really nice doctor helping him with some plants growing in the back and. A certificate of doctorship, I'm sure, and a nice, pretty plant picture in the back. I love this plant picture. That's a really famous plant picture. It's really, really nice. And then jars of good weed. And then uh, they've got each blood display in the, in the case. Everybody looks very happy and stoned. Why not a regulated market? States that have legalized cannabis and medicinal purpose to show that regulating the market not only provides patients with safe access and quality products, but puts great jobs and tax revenues for the community at large. It is estimated that the pot is that that the pot is the largest cash crop in California with annual revenues approaching fourteen billion. I'm sure that's settled by now. A ten percent pot tax would yield one point four billion in California alone. Wow. But as we read, we read state to state uh, just a few weeks ago uh, on everybody's taxes in all the states. And there were a couple states that just didn't tax it at all. I think there's like six states that just were like it's medicinal. Is it not going to tax you? Mom's not going to say. Selma. <laughs> all right. Ooh, children on Ritalin. Get your kids on leave. All right. Children on Ritalin in the U.S. by the year 2000. Okay, so this is a little old now. Uh, Seven million children diagnosed with attention deficit disorders were prescribed Ritalin. A strong form um, of speed, actually, 
that lowers appetite and stunts the growth. Other known side effects include nervousness, dizziness, insomnia, joint pain, headache, increased blood pressure, um, fewer, oh, fever, rapid heartbeat, abdominal pain, and psychosis. Oh. Um, there have been 51 deaths among children and adults taking drugs for ADHD, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder in the U.S. since 1999. I'm sure there's been more than that in the last 22 years. Similar drugs for ADHD include Lily's Patera, Shire's Adderall, and Who's Silas. In 2004, these companies respectively generated sales that amounted to approximately $552 million, $607 million, and $60 million. No, that's not magical. <laughs> that's a lot of damn money. For drugs that, you know, yeah, they're sending up for this kids here. All right, well, why not adults? Uh, adults on cannabis. Um, children on Ritalin, adults on cannabis. I thought we were, what about the babies? Um, recent studies show that cannabis can be used for a nursing home, alleviating uh, symptoms of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, chronic pain. And the aggression that comes with dementia. Yeah, there's a lot that comes with dementia. Although the elderly account for only 12.7% of the nationwide population, I'm sure that's a lot bigger now, uh, they consume roughly a third of total of, uh, of all total prescription medications and about 40% of all over-the-counter medicine, according to a 2006 study in clinical geriatrics. Side effects from taking large amounts of powerful pills by many nursing uh, home residents can be severe, yeah, and can cause death. This picture's great. So grandma's walking around with a, a bag full of, I'm sure, vape from the volcano. <laughs> uh, this guy's cruising around. He's watering his cannabis plants, AK-47, while smoking a joint. You got a couple patients in the background with the bong, passing the bong back and forth. It's a very pretty picture. All right. Um, let's see. All right. You are listening to Weed Say Wednesday Live Cannabis Radio. If you want to call in at 646-915-8421. If you want to get certified, come on down. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. You can get certified certified for PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, all the way to dementia, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. You can also get certified if then you are just being treated for something and uh, it's causing any one of those things. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. All right, exactly. 520-838-4430, THCTucson at gmail.com. And we can certify you via telemed. You don't have to do go anywhere. Just sit in your cozy little couch and open your laptop. And we send you a link and we pop on. Um, so uh, back to we are reading Empathy, Food for Thought. And uh, maybe we'll read one more and then let Doug Fine take us out. And I think that's a very good idea. We love listening to Doug because he is magic. In fact, uh, DougFine.com, check it out. Um, we've got some voting to do for Doug for best book uh, in New Mexico. Why? Inhumane animal testing. Ooh. Each year in the United States, an estimated 70 million animals remain blinded, scalded, force-fed chemicals, genetically manipulated, and otherwise hurt and killed in laboratories. Jesus. Uh, and these are run by manufacturers, government agencies, educational institutions, and scientific centers. Quote, no experiment, however ridiculous, useless, or painful, is illegal. The majority of animals used in experiment, uh, experimentation receive absolutely no protection under current law. 
The government pays the same oh, pays for the same experiments to be done over and over. Government funded animal testing costs US taxpayers over twelve billion dollars annually. And I'm sure that's look into that. Why not allow competition for cannabis research? Absolutely. Look at the two little happy stoners in the lab growing their weed, testing it. Uh, despite the fact that federal law clearly requires adequate competition in the manufacture of controlled substances, the National Institute of Drug Abuse, NIDA, has maintained a monopoly on the production of marijuana for uh, legitimate research purposes in the U.S. The DEA protect NIDA's monopoly by refusing to grant licenses for marijuana production. Currently, the only way for marijuana to be evaluated for safety and medical efficacy is for privately funded sponsors to conduct FDA-approved clinical trials. But NIDA's monopoly on the study uh, on the supply of marijuana obstructs such research. Despite strong scientific interest, NIDA has refused to provide marijuana to at least three federally approved privately funded studies. In fact, NIDA spokesperson Shirley Simpson told the Times, as the National Institute on Drug Abuse, our focus is primarily on the negative consequences of marijuana use. We generally do not fund research focused on the potential beneficial med- uh, medical effects of marijuana. Boo. Ooh, I didn't mark my spot. Well, that's kind of lame. Why would you do that? Because they get more money that way. All right, whatever. Let's listen to a little bit of Doug Fine. We are listening to, um, and it's uh, American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. I'm going to back us up about 30 seconds there and see what we get. We only have, we have about two hours left. I think we should reread this in a more organized way, but we're going to go with it. Here's Doug. between processing runs. There we go, clean. Most ethanol setups have a wide cage inside that gets immediately clogged with flour material and is hard to get at, he explained to me while I looked slack-jawed at the CAD design he and the engineer neighbor were poring over. I want to see if we can find the right gauge bag to hold our hemp flour, which we can remove and wash every processing cycle. Just Bill revolutionizing another industry. Again, nothing new here. It wasn't until lunchtime that I witnessed any evidence of the current crisis, an eruption between Eugenia and Bill surrounding the consultant's conclusions. Bill thought, as many of us would, that the outlay of non-farm expenses for a conclusion that questioned his behavior was a waste of money. Channeling her study of the Mondragon model, Eugenia stood her ground, maintaining that a new cat herder had been called for. I slipped away to let them converse at high volume while I played saxophone in the greenhouse. Later that evening, we sliced Bill's birthday cake in the farmhouse kitchen, where even during lean times, the FPS team had fed me and countless volunteers hundreds of meals, as though the pigs were already fat. If things weren't overly festive, they had calmed down once the sun had set. I like to think that the appearance of the alto horn during the afternoon had helped. I asked the co-op's brain trust if the mission was as clear as it had been when they launched the co-op in August 2014. On this, there was no debate. Bill's mantra never changes. No, the answer to that, he said, adding a scoop of a la mode to his slice. We've achieved our goals when every organic hemp farmer in the state of Colorado is receiving 100% of the retail dollar from their crop after expenses. That's why we started paying farmers from first dollars in, Ingenia said. That's why we exist. That's also remarkably close to plan A for this enterprise. Will the Fat Pig Society stay together long enough to achieve its goals? Even its members are divided on that question. As I pulled away at the end of that visit, Ingenia again left me with the impression that she was near her limit that the FPS experiment would be on the brink of ending were it not for everyone's commitment to its mission. Shared clothing we could face, she said. Now we'll see if we can resolve the human issues. Yami, by contrast, believed the FPS was over the hump and ready for its planned next stages. I think we're hearing one another, he told me, as we transplanted the final plants before I bugged out a little shaken and headed home to my family. 
For his part, during our interactions, Bill spoke of nothing but plants, co-op finances, and processing engineering. That is, except for one moment when he was giving me a maintenance lesson out by the ethanol refrigeration unit, which needed some kind of adjustment. He said, man, this wasn't supposed to eat up half my day. And I said, good thing you've got such a strong core team here. Yami can handle the processing run and the volunteers in the greenhouse while Eugenia entertains the bankers. Bill set down the rag he was using to work a tight valve, looked at me over his slipping glasses, smiled slightly and said, yeah, we've been at this a long time. That's Bill speak for, I love these people and don't know what I would do without them. I remain worried about the Fat Pig Society and its members, but overall confident in the entity's endurance. For one thing, the core members are united on another key point beyond the core mission, and that is firm belief that the mission is best executed under the cooperative model. For us co-op idealists, the message might be to enter with our eyes open. It could be after we clear a few hurdles that things get real. If the Fat Pig Society is an accurate model, a co-op achieves success through a combination of relentless work and good karma. The FPS bread and butter is a $10,000 per month and growing crude order from a pet food CBD outfit called Suzy's CBD Treats, whose product FPS helped formulate. This saved us, Eugenia told me as we ate Bill's birthday cake, our fingers still fragrant and sticky from the day's work even after showers. As with other early FPS angels, Susie's CBD Treats founder, Richard Squire, who had previously founded and retired from the successful Breckenridge Brewery, saw the importance of the farmer-enriching FPS mission. Most people do once they spend a half hour on the co-op's 10-acre farm parcel just outside downtown Fort Collins. We helped Richard with some health issues, Eugenia said, which included a since-shed opiate prescription resulting from a back injury. And then he came out of retirement to work with us. It was win-win. When you're not obsessed with immediate profit, you can operate largely on belief in your mission. This is not the only time that karma has buoyed the FPS. Back in 2016, a jar of free hemp improved the quality of life of a couple's son. The husband was a food safety consultant and the wife was a food safety lab scientist. Together, they helped the FPS design its commercial kitchen operating procedure. That was $10,000 worth of consulting gratis, Eugenia said. In Venezuela, we have a saying, one hand washes the other and together they wash the face. It's cooperation like that that keeps a fledgling co-op alive. And it all came from appreciation, not hostile takeovers. You can read the relief spreading across Eugenia's face at moments like this. This is a woman who considers bobsledders huddled wimps, not a fragile gal. But even as she worries if the co-op can transcend its current personnel crisis, she relishes the achievements on the entrepreneurial side. We both thought revenue would be the hard part for the FPS. Let's see that taught in biz school, karma investing. As a co-op, the FPS can't accept investment in exchange for shares of the enterprise, but it can accept in-kind services like the commercial kitchen consultation, as well as loans and friendly real estate exchanges. The result of good work combined with this kind of angel support is that phase two of the FPS, launching the producer cooperative with the aim of including more farmer members, is slated for mid-2020. I watched Eugenia in her office preparing to post the required notices for the expansion per Colorado co-op rules. This was a good sign, moving forward with plans despite some internal issues. My work lately is all about increasing efficiency, Bill had told me as we were rooting cakeys. How do we harvest and process 100 pounds of flour in five hours? What do we charge for that? He's thinking ahead. If the FPS is ready with a game plan and membership increases as a result, so does the bottom line for farmers. Well, there you have it, folks. The bottom line for farmers. Should always be the top line, I think. Don't you think? Where's our clapping? Yay! Our sound effects are gone. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Wednesday. We'll have more with Judge Fine. 
maybe next week and the week after. We're not really sure. We got uh, all sorts of um, great guests coming up. We've got actually three, I think, different different guests that are going to come on pretty soon. I'll have that posted. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. We love being here and smoking weed with y'all. We hope you have a fantastic day. Go smoke a lot of weed. Calm down. You get all riled up now. Well, ooh, unless you're out there trying to get good weed, then you get riled up and go get your good weed. So, be smart, be safe, educate. And have an awesome week day Wednesday. Thank you, Grand Island.